This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and FireLapse.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or SLIPANGEL We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free slip angle or track tune t-shirt. Head over to firelaps.com and start letting your data be your coach. For years, Slip Angle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving trackside. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. And we're recording a podcast. What's up, Oscar? What's up? I got Oscar Jackson Jr. from Jackson Racing and from Slip Angle seven or eight years ago on the, on the podcast. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Didn't, yeah, that was a while ago. Didn't you and Austin record one and like uh, get too drunk to make it usable? It was, yeah, that's in the lost files. Yeah, I, he he told me about that one. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, got off work at PC and then we went over to his place and then we started drinking a lot and then we <laughs> we started naming too many names of like people and we went oh, okay we got we got to get rid of this it, it was funny because we looked at each other and we went this has got to get deleted right and he's like yeah 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 and i can be able to use that i've never heard it that was uh, <laughs> that was probably still from like 4 or 5 years ago it was when he lived in california right yeah yeah it was when he was living there yeah the uh the one of the one of the wilder couple days of my life was flying out to california and doing probably eight podcasts um early on when we were doing them and that was super fun um and that was the time that i got to meet you and your dad and we got to tour jackson racing and uh, like that was that company that you know your dad started many 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 years ago was like sort yeah. of one of the things that that was like one of the things that i aspired to to like i i really wanted a jackson blower so bad on my car like in like 2000 um and so it was super cool to be there get to meet your dad and talk about old school hondas and wheel to wheel stuff and autocross stuff and, but uh yeah what uh what kind of stuff do you guys work on right now you're you're dabbling in all kinds of things yeah uh i mean on the on the sales side i guess you know what what keeps the lights on? Um, you know, we have, uh, we have, uh, a turbo kit that we make for the Honda talent side by side that's yeah. sold yeah. to, uh, Honda dealers nationwide, actually worldwide, technically. Um, so we send, uh, we send these turbo kits or plug and play, uh, emissions legal 
right? So really? they have to actually be emissions legal to be sold, to be used on public land. A little known fact that I didn't people know that. don't know. Do those things have, yeah. cat, they have cats on them and stuff? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah, they have. There's an emissions law, and you have to to use it on public land. It has to pass emissions. Okay. So good for them. Is that that's like with every side by side? That's with every side by side. Yeah. Interesting. Um, any any all the really uh, off road motorcycles, yeah. they have to do that now. Like motocross bikes, they're considered like a closed course vehicle. So technically, like a motocross hmm. bike is a uh, it's like buying a GT3 Cup car. Like it that's supposed to be only for a racetrack. Really? Now. Yeah, but it in the U.S. doesn't always get followed like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably hard uh, to hard to enforce as like a DNR agent too. But. Yeah, but they've started to enforce that actually in some states. Uh, you, when you go to like into a power sports dealer, there's a area that all the bikes are marked as closed course competition vehicles, and you're like, "What? Oh, why can't I go look at that CRF 450 over there?" And it's yeah. like, "Well, you can, but just letting you know that's." That's a race bike. Really? I didn't know anything <laughs> about this. I, I, yeah, I yeah. would not have guessed that like side by side stuff was, they had like emission standards, but that, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah. Yeah. So wow. yeah, we, we, we did that. Um, and then what's cool is of course you do that part and then we get to do the racing part. Right. So, um, the side by side racing stuff, uh, we developed some stuff for the hot off road program for race go, um, you know, our parts won the Baja 1000, right? So, like, that's it's been a pretty cool, totally different world. Uh, funny to compare safety standards and rules for off-road compared to, in like, racing compared to, you know, uh, grid life or SCCA or something like that. Like, you start comparing the rules and you're like, well, this one makes sense and I wish this was over here on SCCA, but then – you look at a rule in off-road and you're like, that's dangerous. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's random rules that you're just all, mm, really? really? You guys let this happen? Interesting. Yeah. Um, like it's... fuel, fuel is just like the wild, like the wild west. Like I laugh because. Do you think it's because, it's just, do you think it's because like they're okay. not usually closed cockpit vehicles? I think it's uh or they just haven't burned each other apart like a bunch of nineteen sixties triumphs like uh SCCA did. <laughs> I think when it like starts to burn to the ground they just all run away and leave it in the desert. Okay. You know? Yeah. So they just like, oh okay. But like yeah, like they have for example at the Vegas Torino when we raced that, um, you know, I was doing fueling and I didn't have to have a race suit on. Hmm. Um and I, he, it was really weird. Like that was that it was, um, the dry brakes were like free for all, like as quick as you can make it go down. Oh, really? Go for it. Okay. Oh yeah. Like biggest, biggest, uh, dry brake you can get. And we would pump them in real quick. And yep. then, uh, what was the other thing? I take that back. I did, I did wear, uh, I didn't, I wore a suit. I think, I think I was. I can't remember if that was rules or just me going, uh, I think I'm going to wear a suit. Yeah, burning uh, sucks. Burning sucks. Uh, You've had like a rough couple of years. Was, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like seeing how like the rules are, as people would spill, but as long as it was on the mat, like eh, it didn't matter. Okay. And, but I was like, this mat is the size of a pit area. <laughs> like 
Fuel just went everywhere. <laughs> you could just live in a pool of fuel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just send it back out. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, no big deal. Like, it's on the mat. So, yeah, every, every, probably, uh, every race series, like the rules are written in, in like two things, like the priority of the original intent and the blood of the people the blood. that yeah. like, that, that they didn't foresee. And yeah. Yeah. Or the or you know obviously that's the safety rules, but then there's obviously the parody rules, which are written in a much different way. But uh, which there's another one right there, like the parody rules of like the vehicles. We have uh, you know, some of the cars are like, like the rule set would be like this is a production stock class, and you're like, oh okay. So then you look what we know as what a production stock class would be, right? Which is like shown stock. And yeah, like 90, no, 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 no. Like 99 Civics with interior and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh, well, you can change the frame. <laughs> what? And you're like, well, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, this, the frame the frame has to be changed because, you know, like uh, Polaris or something like that has bolted together frames. So they're like, yeah, they're going to break apart. So, yeah, yeah, you can, you can weld up and do a frame. You can do a but full But it's got to be like, yeah, yeah. But it's got to have OE pick you know, pick up points and stuff like that. You're like, oh, okay. But the frame can be changed. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do full chrome. It doesn't matter. And you're like, oh, so it's a hundred thousand dollar, you know, race vehicle all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in the stock class. Yeah. So. That's, that's your Sunday cup class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what? What's the difference between this class? There's like production and then uh pro class, uh, like turbo production it- and, and pro turbo Well, production turbo. You have to run a production turbo. Hmm. But pro, uh, you can run a big turbo, oh. but everything else can be built. It doesn't matter. So, like, what? so it's like a hundred <laughs> to one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, like it was just a really funny, like the line they drew. I was like, this is way out there. Yeah. How did you guys get into side by side stuff? Well, uh, side by sides uh, really came from us interacting with Honda, you know, on our automotive side. So uh, personally, uh, my dad and I, and my family, we're, we do off-road stuff for fun. Right. So I've ridden motorcycles since I was a kid. Uh, I've ridden motocross. I raced, uh, I used to race endurocross, like the AMA endurocross series uh, mm-hmm. for a while. So, um, which that's just a suffer fest from, for whatever reason we decide to do it. How, but, long, uh, how long would the races be in something like that? Well, an enduro cross, it's a, it's done in a, in an arena. Yep. Um, like a super but cross. it's considered, yeah, yeah, but it's it, in a small arena and it's called, it's like hard enduro. So hard enduro is what it's really called nowadays, but enduro cross is a version of hard enduro in that it's put into an arena. And it, hard enduro is like when they do the, the Red Bull, uh, events that like the guy has to go ride up, you know, a mountain for four hours type of stuff. Like that's, yeah. that's hard enduro. Uh, sounds but enduro cross enduro cross is in that little arena uh but anyway so i i've i've grown up with motorcycles and motocross and and trail riding and stuff and my so our background is power sports um in that sense but uh you know i really that's how senior got into hondas is he was a honda motorcycle mechanic right like uh he was a Honda motorcycle mechanic in the early seventies. And when the Civic came out, he thought in 1973, he was like, this is going to be a big deal, which my 
grandfather, World War II veteran grandfather was like, what? You're going to go work on Japanese cars? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. And uh, so my dad started working uh, at a Honda dealer. He bought a Civic, you know, in 73, worked at a Honda dealer. Uh, you know, he goes to the Honda dealer. He has all the paperwork to be a uh, Honda tech because he was a Honda tech for motorcycles already. Okay. And uh, so then he goes in and uh, starts as soon as he gets his car, then he's like, Oh, what if I do cams? And what if I do you know, a header? And so he starts designing that stuff. And, you know, that's how Jackson racing started in the early seventies. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, so we're power sports people. So, you know, Honda, um, the Talon, uh, was, was coming out and they wanted uh, a performance. They wanted to see a, a higher performance, uh, version if it was possible. And so they talked to us about, Hey, could you guys, you know, look at building a turbo for, you know, the race stuff. Right. And, uh, so we built a turbo kit for the race stuff and we're like, at the same time, you know, we can actually build this to be legal. <laughs> and they're the, like, really? What's the, so uh, what's, was, what's the motor size on that thing? Is that a thousand CC? Thousand CC, yep. uh, DCT. Okay. So it's a dual clutch transmission too. Cool. That's the, cool. that's the cool thing about the Honda is that it drives like a car, like a rally car. Yep. Uh, it, it has a real transmission. The problem with a typical side by side is it's, uh, it's a belt driven CVT, yeah. right? So it, there's a reason why off road guys call them golf carts as a, as a way of being, uh, demeaning yeah. towards a side by side guys. Is not, they call them golf carts. Not yeah, because it's, yeah. No, no, because it's yeah. a, it's a freewheel, right? So like you're going down a hill and, uh, you let off the gas and a, uh, Polaris or Cam, it just like freewheels down the hill, yep. and uh, it's weird. It's a weird feeling when you're used to like automotive or even a motorcycle yeah, when it has gearing, gear. right? Yep. And uh, so when you drive a the Honda, it actually feels very natural initially. And then what's cool is it's a DCT. So then, uh, you know, the factory programming is really good. And then on the turbo, we did all the programming. There's a lot of programming on the turbo that I had to do um, with with our uh, calibration engineers that made it so that it it shifts really good and it's it's like driving a 911 you know D, pdk it's I'll just yeah, it's my, so fun my uncle bought one last year he's got some property up in michigan and he looked at mm-hmm. all he looked at all the different you know all the different side by sides and he was like man it's mm-hmm. it's my favorite because of the transmission's not all sloppy and dumb <laughs> that's actually why he bought it because it's got the dct but yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's it's the only way to go with those yeah, I, had, I hadn't I thought about that until you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, I feel weird driving. Like we had a, a Polaris uh, a Pro Turbo, or uh, I'm sorry, a Polaris Turbo S or whatever, and um, not a Pro, but uh, a Turbo S, and we drove it as like competitive comparison, right? When we were testing ours, and it was like the penalty box. It was like we didn't want to have to drive it, and it it, it, it drove well, but it was like. The, I didn't like the disconnection when you let off the gas. That would yeah, be personally, right? Like I liked the, I come into a corner and I chop the throttle and then the engine brake, you feel the engine brake and you like feel the nose dive without having to hit the brakes. Right. Yeah, like it feels like a car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's probably one of those so, yeah, things we, you don't think about until you've driven every single one of them. And then you can really put your finger on, Oh, there's that little piece of it. You know, that 10% of the driving experience that's different than everything I'm used to, especially if you're, you know, somebody with a background of yours where you've done, 
time attack and DE and, and coaching and wheel to wheel and all that stuff. Well, and there's a whole another side to that with the whole um, belts. If anyone has side by sides and has done the belt cars, they know that the belts will fly off. Um, oh. That's one of the things. Actually, the the Baja guys and off road racers, they have. Um, if you look it up, they're like oh, aim data and stuff. They have temp belt temp sensor kits to oh, like really? watch the belt temp. Yeah, because the belt will overheat and then they kill belts and mm-hmm. then you have to go change the belt in the middle of the desert and the average consumers out at Klamis and stuff like that, they burn up belts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's a funny one when people come over and, you know, they come to a, a sand sports show and the guy, there's like five dudes. We, I joke that there's like always these five, six dudes that come over. They've had a few beers and hanging out with their buddies at the show. And they're all like got Can-Ams and Polaris's and they're like, oh, what's the deal with this talent thing? Oh, my Can-Am will smoke it. My Polaris will smoke it. Say all this, right? And the one guy goes, wait, 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 wait. It doesn't have a belt? And the other guys go, oh, I don't care. At least I know one of my belt. I can, I can change it there, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of the five guys, three run off, but two of them stay back. And they go, so tell me more about this transmission thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well let me tell you. And I explain it more. And he goes... Yeah, I've changed three belts in Glamis already this season, and I'm done doing it. I'm done. Yeah. So how do I get one of these? So it, it's it's definitely a slow process uh, with people understanding the the downfalls of of uh, the belt and going over to DCT, but it's it's happening. People are realizing a real transmission is better. It's wild. It's but, like uh, it's just like cars. Like it's the same progression. They're like, oh, I don't want to go to fuel injection. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. My my father in law uh, refuses to accept uh, DCTs on Porsches he, or any performance cars. He oh, goes, really? oh, it should be a manual. It should be a manual. Why'd they ruin this car? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no, PDK, you know, DCTs, if they're done correctly, they're pretty good. Awesome. And he's pretty just like, good. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good if they're done right. And he's like, ah, oh, it's. it's it's terrible. I can't believe they would do that. I remember, I remember being like an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old reading Hot Rod magazine. I would have been like, "This is now." This would have been like ninety-six, like when OBD two came out, right? And, yeah. And they, so I was probably thirteen, and and reading like, "Oh, hot rodding's dead. There's nothing we can do anymore. They're monitoring everything." And yeah. there was like three years of people just griping and complaining and, and bucking against it. And now, now like you can just tune it by like plugging your phone into things. Yeah. Now uh, I'm dr- yeah. daily driving a 300 horsepower Civic. Yeah. Like, do you know how it's wild? Faster a th- than an R34. Yeah. Do you know how wild a 300 uh, horsepower Civic would have been back in like 96? Like that would have been exactly, yeah. the craziest thing. And now you can just get one with an intake and a header, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exhaust. It's- it's uh and that, and that's the cool thing i mean like the side by side the talent that's a thousand cc motor making at the crank it makes 104 yeah uh so really it's like 80 right um uh 80 to 90 depending on the dyno pretty course, good per, magic per cc yeah oh yeah it's still it's a it's a ripper and, and then we bike motor add ones. 60 yeah and then we do a 60 percent increase in power with the turbo oh wow and yeah, it's uh, you know, if we do crank numbers, 104, you add 60, percent you know, we're 165, 170 range. Like, thing rips. Yeah, 
How, how is how is that in, in longevity? I didn't mean to talk about side by side so much, but this totally, oh yeah, totally cool. <laughs> I like how we accidentally start talking about side by sides, but that's yeah. uh, okay. We're, we're um, twenty nine minutes in side, or eighteen minutes in side by sides. <laughs> I know everyone's like, "What are you guys talking about? Uh, um, what is a side by side?" Yeah, uh, uh, longevity it, it runs fine. It's just bolt onto a stock engine. Yeah, that's wild. If you, if you maintain, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like we have, there's customers that are putting. And this is the wild part is that it's not legal to put on the highway, but guys figure out how to put plates on them, you yeah. know. They're, they're legal in Tennessee. Yeah. Ask ask the federal government if that's legal. Well, I mean, I was just in Tennessee on a vacation. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And they were – there's companies that rent them out and then like whole families are cramming into these things and they're just ripping around. Oh. The, it's wild. They got like it regular – they got street tires on them. They're going nuts. It's crazy. I know way too much about, uh, unfortunately, in my fortunately or unfortunately in my business, I know so much about all these different laws, and I'm just like, oh my god, if if uh, Department of Transportation found out that these things were getting on on yeah. uh, federal highways, they would lose their mind. I mean, I literally uh, saw 400 of them on the road. It was wild. Yeah, and and the thing is, that's what. You know, customers are putting twenty, thirty thousand miles on them. Holy cow! And you're because during COVID they had nothing to do, so they went and bought up side by sides, and then they just went and drove them every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because they're fun. You put how many miles? How many miles? Yeah, like, that, that's got to be the, like putting. I mean, and these things are like built. They're they're like similar to car spec, but that's got to be put like putting two hundred thousand miles on a car. Yeah, they're they're. They have cool car features in some senses, but they're built to not do that mileage. You know, they're, I don't know what the official number is, but I would say they're probably built to do, you know, end of life after like 20,000 miles or 25,000 miles yeah. on average, you know, because that's a lot of off-road miles. Like For think sure. of, think of a Baja 1000. That's one of the jokes we have about it. It's like these customers, they have them, they buy them, they put our product on and then they drive them. Like they're in the Baja 1000 for thousands of miles yeah. and do no maintenance. And then you're like, yeah, they call and they're like, oh, my filter got plugged up. And I'm like, oh, like how many miles you got? On? Like, oh, like 5,000 miles. I'm like, you did 5,000 miles in the dirt. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta maintain the filter. I'm like, I, I can go 10 to 15,000 miles in my minivan on the street. Why, Definitely. why on the, why on the side by side is it going to take? Five, only five thousand miles. I mean, yeah. what the heck? They're, they're, like, they're trying. Dude. They're trying to like pretend it's just a farm implement, but they're also taking yeah, it, yeah. taking it over jumps. <laughs> and they're also driving seventy mile an hour across the desert. Yeah, in the go, dirt. What the hell? Yeah. That's so what a, anyway, what a crazy side, subculture. Side oh, it's it's a funny it's a funny one that uh, we get. You know, the phone call and. You, uh, you have, you know, that guy that calls in and it's, we have two different websites kind of for now. We have our talent site and our Jackson racing site for the regular automotive stuff. Yeah. And, uh, mainly because, yeah, like the talent guy is very different. The talent owner is different and, uh, they have their own parts on there and, you know, the turbo stuff. And then we have our automotive side as we've always had. Um, and yeah, we're still doing that. We do a lot of FRS, BRZ. 86 gr86 whatever you decide you want to call it today um parts um we we love those cars i i obviously raced them in the scca and loved them so 
uh, I still have those cars and daily drive those cars. So my wife has a 1786 too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love those cars and, and we build, uh, oil coolers and superchargers and cooling race products and street products for those. Yep. So yeah, we're still doing all, all that stuff. And then we have some type R stuff that's coming along too. So that's, what are you, do, what are you doing with cool the new type R? Streets, eh? So type R, um, we have a bunch of cooling products. So we have our oh, radiator, yeah. uh, a fan, a fan shroud with a, a pretty gnarly fan, uh, and then, uh, uh, oil cooler, uh, coming out and mainly cause you know, FK8s are notorious for, uh, overheating on track. Yep. Getting hot. And that, yeah, they get hot. And, uh, so, uh, we wanted to, you know, look into that and see what, what we can solve, right? Like how, how can we fix this with what we know about cooling and yeah we've we've been working pretty hard on it and we've got a plug and play solution for that is it gonna solve everybody's issue no like a 500 horsepower civic guy like sorry dude you're gonna have to vent your hood like yeah, <laughs> like, like there's a lot of heat but it, we think it'll help solve a lot especially in southern california it's 100 degrees this weekend so mm-hmm. uh it's everyone needs some cooling on these things. So we're trying to, to work on that. And so, yeah, I mean, that's been what we're doing on, on that side. And it's been, uh, it's been, been pretty crazy around the shop. We've been, uh, we've been busy. I, I, I probably didn't help this, uh, you know, the last couple of years when I had to take a few months off. Yeah. What <laughs> to, did you do? Recover, you you but... injured yourself doing power sports things. Doing power sports. This is, <laughs> motorcycles are dangerous, everybody. They are. Um, uh, no, so I, I, maybe that's a good thing I preface. Like, I've ridden motorcycles for a long time. <laughs> so uh, I, in March of 21, I was at the practice track uh, near near my house. Uh, one of the, Paula is a track known on the pro circuit, but it's a uh, track near me about an hour away was out there riding doing my normal thing uh, my wife which at the time was my fiance we were getting married in uh april May, uh four months three three months from then uh, yep. from when i got hurt and uh yeah i crashed off of one of the jumps i do all day like it was at the end of the day done all my motos and yeah i just i got it wrong i can't even tell you what exactly i did wrong i just know i got my body position off when i came off the jump and then when i landed when i fell i kind of well i fell directly onto like my butt like right onto my spine Mm -hmm. um and when it i hit the ground it uh burst fractured my l1 vertebrae and when it burst, it burst into my dura, which is what surrounds your spinal cord. I learned a lot about spinal cords in this process. Yeah, but but it burst, it burst around my spinal cord or my dura, and it. I felt uh, I felt static from my waist down, like instantly, and I couldn't move my legs. Static. And uh, just it felt like uh, you sat on the toilet too long, man. Uh, I wondered. Like, I was just gonna say, was it the yeah. on, on the toilet? Too? I, I remember talking to you about yeah. this. Was it last year or two years ago? Uh, uh, streets of when Willow. you guys were at Streets. Yeah. When you guys were at Streets, yeah. Um, but and yeah, it felt that you, you were walking at the time, but it was like, it was not that oh, long yeah, yeah. after. Yeah. It was... Wow. 
Yeah, it was only, I guess it was a year after that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, you looked fine, yeah. and I was because I rem- I remember texting I, I you with it, good, right? texting with you when it happened, and like you're like I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I had to tell myself. Yeah, cautiously uh, optimistic. Well, yeah. So yeah, I hit the ground, and um, I I've had the static, and it, man, I was it was not a good. Uh, that's not a good feeling. No, uh, I, I can bet. tell you that. So a guy, a guy was, uh, pulled off and he's right behind me and he's like, Hey man, are you okay? He's like, I'm a nurse practitioner. Like anything I can help you with. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't move my legs. This is really bad. And, um, and I, I started getting a terrible pain in my back and it's just locking up on me. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, and he goes, well, can you, can you move your toes? Like move your feet? And I was like, in my boots, but I couldn't like lift my leg, but I could like push like as if I'm pushing on pedals, right? Like with my feet, right. even in stiff boots. And he's all, Hey man, that's a good sign. And I'm like, uh, yeah, but like this doesn't feel like very like a good sign right now, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, I got rushed to the hospital and doctor comes in after all my scans and I'm sitting there just, I mean, horrible pain and, he goes, uh, all right, well, this is what your back's supposed to look like. And it's like this perfect spine. And he goes, and this is what yours is. And like my L1 vertebrae is like just shattered pieces. Like you dropped a coffee cup. Oh, geez. And, and I'm like, oh, and he goes, yeah. So, and then he had to test my feet and he goes, oh, that's interesting. You have connection there. So he goes, so we gotta, we gotta get in there and see what's up. And I'm like, all right. So my dad, my, Beyonce at the time. Are we uh, are we doing this? I'm like, you're getting the surgery and you're doing it right now. I'm like, okay. The, the doctor said this is what I uh, freaking do. Trust me, I can do it. Like right now, like right, right now, we're getting this done. He's like, I'm a board, board certified, you know, uh, spinal cord expert. Like, freaking hope so, doc. <laughs> I'm like, I hope so. Can, and the, so uh, no no second opinion. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, that's for the part that it's weird, right? But yeah. like, luckily I'm I'm in a good area of the country for some doctors, you know, and uh wow. and uh yeah, so four hour surgery turned into a seven hour and he kinda, I wake up and he goes he's like jacked up on a Red Bull, it seemed like yeah. uh, he's just like he looks at me and he's like, dude you have the ability to have a full recovery. It looks like, like it was messed up in there, but you were, you were pretty close to a bad day, but I went, okay. So he's like, you can, if you have to set your mind to it, you can have a full recovery. Like, Oh, okay. You know? So yeah. then it just turned into a grind. I lived in a rehab hospital for three weeks and, uh, and then add to it. I was in March of 21. I got married in July. And, uh, so, in rehab, I'm sitting there trying to learn to walk again because I, I, even after the surgery, I couldn't stand and walk. Like, so I was in a harness, like learning to walk again and doing the robot thing. Insane. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So then I asked the guy, I'm like, am I going to be able to walk on my wedding? The like PT guy, and, like the second day. And I still am in a harness, like them holding me up. So am I going to be able to walk on my wedding? And he goes, eh, judging by your last two days. Yeah. You should be able to. Like yeah, with a freaking cane or something, and he like this this dude. He's like five foot two, uh, Asian dude. He looks he looks at me, he grabs me, and goes, "If you walk with a cane at your wedding, I'll beat you with that cane." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, 
Right, let's keep working. Andy, you got it, man. So yeah, I uh, I I was able to you know walk at my wedding, dance at my wedding, do all the things I was able to do. I was pretty uh, very lucky, very lucky, and so crazy. And yeah, I was. It was a crazy, crazy ordeal. It was funny. Is like at one point I'm sitting there like doing POs in the hospital, like to keep the, the guys at the shop are like calling me. They're like, uh, we're running out of this stuff. <laughs> so I'm like. Bring me my computer. So I'm sending, sending POs from a hospital bed. <laughs> Work from home. Yeah. Work from home. Yeah. yeah. That so was it, the theme. It was a wild, wild couple of years, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it, I'm glad it didn't end worse. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I, I luckily, uh, I got, I got lucky. You know, I, I, it didn't, uh, hit my spine. It compressed my spinal cord, but it didn't, uh, you know, nick it or, you yeah. know, anything like that. So I didn't lose any spinal fluid. Um, I still, so my right foot came back very like instantly, like my right foot's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my left side, like you, you saw me at the track, no one would know. Um, but like you saw, you said, you're like, you look fine. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't know my left foot is still tingling. Mm. <laughs> so, um, which that's still changing. So it's just kind of wild. Um, they say after 18 months, it, you won't see much of a change, but. I still feel changes. So, and I'm two and a half years in. Like getting, so. getting better or just changes right Getting now. better. That's good. That's getting good. better. Nice. It, it, the, the tingliness changes or gets less like, uh, I would say July or August of after the injury, you know, uh, I couldn't, like I, I would, uh, I, I was able to drive by June. I was driving a manual. I remember, I can tell you that much. By June, I was driving, driving a manual car. Yeah. So March, April, May, June. Um, but I, I couldn't feel the clutch that well. Like I know my foot was there. Yeah. But it was like wearing a thick, like a six inch, like boot, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, uh, the pedal's somewhere down there. So you had a cast on uh, effectively. No. No, I no, mean no, like in, 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 yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the feel. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Weird. And, and it slowly came back. And what I actually was talking to my physical therapist, uh, and also my neurosurgeon, he, every time I was talking to him about stuff and I was like, Hey, you know, on my race sim, I left foot break. Like, do you think that would help like using it? He's like, anything using it. And I'm like, you just prescribed sim racing. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I already had a sim, but it was like, I really, started trying to do that every night, like right. to force right. my left foot to get better. And sorry, babe, I, I can't, left I can't watch Netflix. Uh, the doc says I have to sing. Race. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 She, she was all on board with it. It's not, not a problem, but I mean, yeah, she, I, and, uh, and she's got a background in driving too. So you might've picked a good one there. Yes. Yeah. The fact that uh, we met, uh, as coaches at the Porsche experience center doesn't, doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah, like for sure. being able to, uh, jump into car stuff. But yeah, like I started doing that a lot and now I can left foot brake and have good feeling, which is really? awesome. Like it's, like I said, it's tingly. Um, but I still, I was, and what's funny is I was a left foot breaker before. Like I was pretty good at it. And now, and I was like, dang it. Like that was a good skill I had that That's I kind of screwed up going motorcycle riding. And, uh, but now it's come back that I can feel again. So I'm like, oh, okay, that works. How, how different uh, before and after is like your ability to pressure modulate and all that stuff with the brake pedal? 
So what's good is, uh, again, I'm good and lucky is that I have uh, finite control. Um, you know, a lot of guys will, or a lot of spinal cord injuries, you get uh, what's drop foot and this, this ability to, or inability, I should say, to pull your foot up. Yeah, you just get the and, up. You uh, get major up, major down, but no finite kind of thing. Yeah, no. so like I luckily have that finite control up and down. Okay. Um, so, no, I have the modulation and you can see it on, you know, I check sim data and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I have that. Like what I'm inputting is coming out in the data. So it's like, okay, well, that's good. So no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked on all that. I just, yep. It's, it's been a little bit of a grind. I just can't, uh, you know, touch my toes, you know, uh, standing up, you know, reach down, touch my toes, but Hey, you know, I wasn't able to do that before anyway. That's what happens when you're a big, tall guy, you know, you just can't reach. We're big, tall guys. You can reach the things on top of the fridge, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I have two titanium rods, two, one, two, I think it's two, two titanium rods and a fusion now on my back. So, you know, I got tie rods just like an NSX, man. I yeah. got tie, titanium rods. Nice. Probably a little bit more expensive than the NSX rods. Probably not too much more. Oh, uh, a lot more. I could have bought a few <laughs> NSXs for what that, that hospital bill was going to cost. But luckily, uh, good insurance kept yeah. that under control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, cars are hard, but uh, bikes are more painful. So. Yeah, well, and I I made a promise to myself when I was in the rehab hospital. I think my rehab doctor thought one of my rehab doctors thought I was crazy, so I was going to ride on the anniversary of my injury. Right. And uh, I did, and so on the the same day at the same track, I went out and my dad and I, a bunch of friends, we went riding, and uh, it was it was cool. I was glad I did it because. It took some of that fear. It's like you've seen in cars, you know, people, you know, crash a car and then yeah. they get worried. And you're like, no, you got to get back out there. I, right? I had it. I struggled for a, like a full year at least. Yeah. 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 yeah so sure. it's that same thing. It's like I had to get back out there to kind of get it out of my brain. Yeah. And uh, I did that two years ago or a year and a half ago. And then uh, this year it was raining. So we didn't do that. But my dad and I went trail riding. So. Two wheels on the anniversary is the thing. That's our. Yep. That's our. How how deep into motocross stuff are you now, or bike stuff? Uh, well, I mean, probably the same. I'm just more. Uh, I wish I was more, but I got all these projects to. I got to finish a grid life car, dude. In like <laughs> a couple months. But I mean, you're not like uh, sworn off of anything. No, no, I still, I still have all my bikes and. Uh, <laughs> I still got the bike, the bike I rode when I got hurt. Yeah. Uh, it actually wasn't that badly damaged. Uh, that's good, and, uh, we fixed it. And, uh, that's what I rode on the day I went back riding again was I rode the same bike. So, and, yeah. And, and so, uh, we're transitioning to cars. You bought a grid life ticket yesterday. I bought my grid life ticket. I'm pretty stoked. Dude. I'm, like I'm pretty <laughs> so <stoked>. nervous. <laughs> Freaking Laguna is, I don't know, it's just like a, it just feels like this, you know, we've done all these other big crazy pro tracks. It's just like the last one left besides Indy, you know, like, yeah, have, yeah. and it's so far away. Um, and, <sighs> and then I did, I did not. It's far away from me too. It's like seven hours. Oh, give me a break. It's like 70 hours <laughs> from my house. 
Uh, I did not expect it to sell out in a matter of a couple hours at all. So. Yeah, I told a bunch of people here that it was going to sell out in a couple hours, and yep. I got a lot of text messages at like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. that night from people going, hey, whoa, it sold out. I'm like, I, to- I told you. <laughs> I, I warned you. Yeah. I I, I got a lot of those messages yesterday too. They're like, how come the tickets aren't? It's just uh, unavailable. <laughs> like, well, we sold 90 time yeah. attack tickets already. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, pretty well. Yeah. What is the what is uh the grid life uh touring cap cut off? Um uh we right now we're at 42, 45, 42, I forget. I just looked about an hour ago. And uh, I believe we're at 50. So I think it's almost sold out as well. So I was going to say there is so. is Laguna limiting you to 50 cars? Uh no, we're we're typically 25 cars a mile and okay. so that's right about right about 50. I forget exactly what the Laguna is. I looked at it 6 months ago, but um yeah name. i'm just hoping i'm just hoping for oh man these how many east coast boys are coming to oh, find out how Laguna whole, is? a whole bunch of them oh man yeah. go watch 2014 runoffs and everyone chill down yeah what, what uh <laughs> so so speaking to the midwest and the east coast buddies like what is what's the thing to look out for at laguna because i've been there but i've never driven it myself What's the first um, mistake that people make when they go there? It's pretty narrow. Is it really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like when they talk about taking any cars there, I'm like, oh, and I don't, I would never want to do that. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty small try. I mean, you can watch a video of the World Superbike guys on there or anything, and you're like, ah, that, it's like three guys wide, and that's it, you know, yeah. type of thing. For sure. So it's narrow. And so, you know, qualifying is important because um, there's not a lot of passing opportunity. And there's some untraditional lines because it's you know, on the side of a hill, right? Yeah, so literally built there's on some the stuff. There's so, yeah, it's built on the side of a mountain. And they there's some lines that are just kind of, in, in a sense, untraditional in that when you pen it out a flat on a piece of paper, it's that's not Don't how know. it's going to go. That makes sense. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta get to the apexes. You gotta get to the pockets. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to be with the new pavement. I am obviously the pavement just got done, uh, recently. Yeah. Like four and, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And then an SCCA car burned to the ground and shut down it for the weekend. Is that what happened? Yeah, on the test day. I heard, I heard it was something like the pavement was coming apart, but a car burned down on top of it? Uh, yeah, it burned down at the top of the corkscrew. Oh, jeez. And then there was, yeah, and then there was lifting. I, yikes. It yeah. was, it didn't, it didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, they shut the whole weekend down, right? Yeah, that, and then there was like a Tesla weekend, uh, or Tesla day on July 3rd that they were like, you guys are out too. Really? So they just wait. Yeah, they, yeah. they want that stuff to cure now. They said, well, they waited until, but they had a uh, Moto America race the following weekend. The, what was that? Seventh, eighth, ninth. So yep. then they raced that weekend, seven, eight, nine. So, so that, that was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got some, we got some images from, uh, from the staff there when, when they shut the SCCA weekend down. And it was more like, 
that was just more that added to the intimidation pile of this like big, expensive, crazy, scary track. You know, uh, not necessarily scary, but big, expensive, crazy. Um, and then like the the other hard thing about this track is that I guess you're dealing with like you're dealing with like multiple organizations that operate the same facility. Like they all have to yeah. check out. <laughs> they they're like all in charge of each other, and so yeah. getting anything to happen is just three times as hard. But um, so far, so far the new team has been great to deal with actually. So Yeah. So I haven't been there since the new team has really taken over. Cause they took over what, like a year or two ago. Yeah. It was about a year and a half, two years ago. Kind of yeah, like right I, in, the, I went, in the meat of COVID. Yeah. I went during COVID. Like I went up for a weekend during COVID that was like, Oh, it was supposed to be Monterey car week, but they canceled it. Yep. So it was, must've been 2020. Um, they canceled it because then we went up there for, I drove the unplugged, um, uh, model three and stuff like that up there oh, yeah. Yeah. for that weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, Laguna's thing is at the bottom of the hill, like turns two, three, four are just super flat, right? Yeah. The, the corners are just dead flat. And then, um, yeah, the rest of it going up the hill and stuff like that, you just, it's carry speed. But the biggest thing is patience, man. Like people will make mistakes. You don't have to make the pass in the first lap. The biggest problem that the SEC runoffs had in 2014 was everyone tried to get their passes done on the first lap. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was chaos. Um, yep. Yeah, I watched that runoffs. I was, I was actually racing at Mid-Ohio when that runoffs was happening. And we were watching it on the live stream. That was kind of early smartphone days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i i got caught from uh a miata turned one of the factory hondas in stl just smacked them and yeah. right on the front straight and then i'm against the pit wall on the front straight driving and then a civic is just like whacking the wall in front of me yeah, i, I, <laughs> I like, remember that were you racing sweet. one of the hasport cars no i was in a in a miata we, we did a that was a year we did a one six Miata. Uh, so we did like a super light STL car. Yeah. The one six would have uh, been like 2050 or something back then. Yeah. It was maybe a little bit more, but like dude, it was, it was a fun yeah. car to drive. Yeah. We had super low final drive. Just like, I think I was in fifth gear on the front straight, like yeah. <laughs> just shifting like crazy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was what killed me was we had um, we had problems with the valve train going soft and the lifters are going soft in the first two qualifyings and we were trying to fix that. Oh, so I get it working for the the final qualifying and then my so I works for the final qualifying and I finally get we were on track STL and T three were sharing the track hmm. and which was a nightmare because I you know. V6 Mustang, like a big V6 Mustang does not carry speed like a 2,000 pound STL Miata no, no. through some of the corners. Yeah, so every, everything in STL I, is, is two liter and under, so it's typically lower lower weight ish. So. Yeah, and then you had like 3,200 pounds. 3,500 pounds. Yeah, 3,500 pounds, you know, 350Zs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I finally get a run. I go into two. I can, you know, I get my clean lap going. As I'm accelerating out of two and I do my 
three because I was in I was in third gear through two. Like that's how how like low the final drive was. I third fourth shift, and when I did the shift, it felt like like I just paid attention enough to hear the engine go, and I went. When I did the fourth gear shift, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. That sounded like I didn't lift enough that when I braked for three and the throttle was stuck open, <laughs> I was like, oh. Stuck throttle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a stuck throttle going into a tight right hander. And I'm like, oh. And I luckily, you know, clutch in neutral and then just shut her off like instantly. Yeah. Um, but that killed my qualifying. I think I was qualified like seventh or. Something like that. I think so because uh, Joe Jordan was like, I was seventh. No, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it was seventh or something like that. Yeah, yeah I was seventh for like, from VIR. Yeah, game. yeah. I think that's what he, he, he said to me. But uh, anyway, so like I, I got the throttle body fixed. Uh, it was a weird ordeal. We don't even know how it happened. It was a Jesse Prather, you know, throttle body. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took care of, he was there at the track, obviously, for runoffs. And he's like, uh, let me see that because I've never seen that before, you know, and swaps it out for me. And, uh, yeah, then we started the race and it was going pretty good until everyone just started carnage across. Everybody. It and, happens uh, sometimes. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, yeah. And then the I, if you watch the T1 race, yeah. the T1 race has a carnage at the start too. Mm-hmm. And there's always a couple of there's a couple of races at uh, at runoffs every year. There's like what twenty some races, because uh, there's twenty some classes or whatever. And there's a couple of races where you just feel bad for most of the people because it's like, you know, the effort that they put in to get there, and just like the the wrong place, wrong time happens, and that happens to like five people, and they take out five more, and it's just like, oh, that sucks. But, yeah, high pressure, yeah. high pressure amateur racing like doesn't always end well. We've seen that several times in GLTC too. Just you know, yeah, everybody's got to be the right. Yeah. They got to be in the right headspace, and they want they got to have the right outcome in mind. And it doesn't. Sometimes it's hard to just wrangle personalities. So yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so that's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. What are you? Uh, so what are you building? You're building uh, a, a first gen BRZ. First gen. Um, I'll do, um, as an FRS, if that matters, bumper wise, uh, but same, same. Um, so I'm doing an FRS with, uh, K power swap. So, uh, we, when say announced that I was like, I need to build one of those. (laughs) So we got a car and. You know, I'm a ricer at heart, so I sent it over to the paint shop and got it painted Champ White because it's going to have a Honda motor in it. We we already have a Champ White K24 powered BRZ. I hope you know that. I I've heard, I've heard. I talked <laughs> to David. It's I talked really, to David, and dude, uh, it's really nice. He's out of Texas, I think, and he drives to like most of our events. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. David insane. told me about. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, dang it! <laughs> no, I I like hey. If I'm putting a Honda motor in it, you know, so I, uh, it's like when I ordered the valve cover from David, he asked me what color. I said, ah, I'm sorry, man. It has to be red. It's gotta be, <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be wrinkle red, man. It's gotta be wrinkle red. Now I'm trying know? to wonder, what, I'm trying to wonder what Tyler Starr's, uh, engine configuration looks like. I think, I don't remember what his valve cover looks like. You might have him beat there on the wrinkle red. Oh, well, 
He's out there driving it. That's the, he's already ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. He's been to like three events. Uh, Come on, let's go, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, it, uh, it was chaos of building. You know, we, we got so many projects going and it's, it's a, it's a problem because we, we, my dad and I, we want to help people with different projects and stuff. And so a random, you know, racer that races, you know, a talent calls us and, uh, I shouldn't say random. It's one of our local guys and he goes, Hey, can you help us with this? And we're like, yeah, we dive into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go, wait, what were we doing a week ago? God dang it. Okay. We got to get back to doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. so we, we, uh, we make the mistake of doing that quite a bit, but anyway, we, uh, we, and then also it's just like building regular parts, you know, <laughs> that whole thing of, Oh yeah. Business has to run. I can't just build cool cars. Yeah. We should probably, That's what, we should probably fund this somehow. Right. Yeah, I don't. I there's some guys that I watch that I'm just like, you guys are just building cool cars. How do I just do that? Like, yeah. I just want to do that. You that watch a little cool. bit of YouTube, like, like some of the big YouTubers, and you're like, if you're getting crazy sponsorship money, I still don't know how you're making like the money to build these cars. Like, how many yeah, quarter, how many quarter well, million dollar builds can you do every year? You know? Yeah, some of them. Some of them come from. Uh, those YouTubers, especially, they, they sometimes come from a, a family of money or something like that. I can't, like I, I, I can't hate. I, I can only be jealous. I can't hate either. But I'm just like, dude, you could just build cars. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I just want to do that. Like, can someone just, hey, anybody uh, anybody out there, you want mm-hmm. me to build your car? Send it over to me. I'll build the car. It sounds fun. <laughs> this, this race car, is this one of your previous race cars or no? No, uh, those cars all got sold. Okay. Because um, you had a T4, so, you had a T4 car and you had an STU car. Yeah. So STU car got sold, uh, beginning of 2017. Yep. And then, uh, 2018, we sold the T4 car and that car is actually still being raced. Um, uh, Izzy Sanchez races that one on the West Coast. Um, so it looks very similar still. Um, still, still red with similar graphics, but, uh, that's the one you, but yeah, that you won at Roto, uh, mid Ohio in that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mid Ohio. And, uh, depends on who you talk to at Indy, but you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, oh, did, yeah. So we, he still, had, what was the Indy story? I forget. Oh, uh, I think this is when it, we had to cut off that last broadcast when I talked with Austin. <laughs> oh man no i'm yeah. kidding no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding no um no we we had finished first in the race um yeah and it wasn't it wasn't an infraction in tech it was on track uh driving that they didn't agree with okay. i showed data i showed data that showed that i was off throttle um you know, on camera you could see i was off throttle i had a car bumping me from behind you know it's the classic spec miata you know like train type of thing but i wasn't in a spec miata and the frs in front of me went offline and then comes across the front of me and like does the nascar like turn themselves across the front of me Mm -hmm. well because i was the guy that pit maneuvered him it was like well then you know the old scca guy goes we crashed him and i'm like well no i was off throttle there's Literally 25 T4 cars right up me on the first lap. What was mm-hmm. I supposed to do? What would you have liked me to do? Yeah, yeah. And That's a hard one. Yeah. They told me to slam on the brakes. They, hmm. they. I was legitimately told from a guy, he's like, well, you should just hit the brakes. 
I said, I, I, I did. Wouldn't have mattered a whole lift. lot if somebody's pushing on you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Because I was about to get smashed then, you know? And uh, at the same time, the those same cars, they had pushed me off the track in turn one. So yeah, I was I'm like, what about that? I'm remembering watching this now. <laughs> yeah, I got pushed off the track, yeah. completely off the track. I left plenty of room, but then I got told, go to the grass. And I was like, oh, okay, this, is, this isn't nice. And so I was like, well, okay, we'll get through this first lap. And then... The car in front of me as we were going through the S's, he got loose, got out wide. And then, you know, when you get loose, you lose that forward momentum, right? So the fact that he had, let's say, half a car, not even half a car, you know, I should say a couple feet in front of me. Once he got loose and went wide and then cuts across the front, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I I didn't stick a nose in. I was just online. He came from offline online and he got turned. He even said it was a racing incident, but then SCCA said, well, we got to review it. He went back out and drove around. Um, he went back out and drove around and then pulled in because he's like, ah, I'm in last. Right. Well, SCCA comes to me and says, well, we, this is what I was told is that, well, because he didn't finish the race because, because of you, that we have to, you know, toss you. I'm like, one. what? I was like, what? But he was driving afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those races, uh, anyway. are, those races are long and hard. That's got to be a tough one. That's got to be like the worst place to be, like a steward. It's got to be the worst. Yeah. Well, and then it was. We were the one of the last races on Sunday. A Sunday. Right. So they they wanted out. They're like, well, we don't want to review this anymore. Yeah, we've been here for seven. <laughs> we've been here for seven days volunteering. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I understand that, but like, dude, you're trying to toss me for something that I don't know. Like, no. And anyway. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. So that's why I, my joke was, I'm like, ah, it depends on who you talk to. But yeah. uh, now, now that you say that, but, I'm remembering that. I remember your car being turned oh, down at Tech in at Mid Ohio. But uh, yes. Because uh, there was a rumor that I had a 2.5 liter. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes and i'm like no i don't yeah. <laughs> like uh and then i remember some one of the who was it oh it was lendrum came up i think it was lendrum's dad came over to the tech guy as they were tearing my car down he goes you know we're in like fifth or i didn't know where it was they were uh, fourth or fifth and he goes we want to drive back home but you haven't started tearing this car down yet uh do you think there's a chance what do you think of the chances this thing's illegal? <laughs> like they wanted to know if they're going to get bumped. Yeah. And, uh, the tech guy looks and sees like the 50,000 miles worth of grime that's on the side of the engine. Cause it was legit a street car. It was a friend of mine. It was a street car. It was a friend of mine's car that he crashed. Yeah. And you, um, didn't you swap the front end? Like you made it a BRZ from an FRS or vice versa. Oh no, don't say that. They're going to toss me again. That was another <laughs> dr- dramatic thing from it. You can't do that. It's, I, I got told from SCCA guys, you can't do that. It, you have to run it as a Subaru. And I was like, well, no, I want to run it as a Toyota. Toyota there's yeah, contingency. Toyota's got money, though. <laughs> Toyota's got money, and I want to run it as a Toyota. And it's the like same car, in. and you don't do a VIN check in any other group. So, 
<laughs> so they, but I was told that you can't do that. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but then I talked to someone else that's on the board that I was like, do you want this to happen? They're like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, don't you have an FRS that you made a BRZ? Isn't that going to cause a problem? They're like, uh, yeah, maybe I should tell everyone that chill out. Yeah. Yeah. So, ah. National, case, national clubs are national national clubs are fun. They do they do a good job for uh, for the many problems they're dealt. I think. Oh, uh, trust me, I I uh, I'm probably hated by a lot of SCCA guys just because I am such a troll in the uh, Facebook groups. Yeah, I, from my previous life on Facebook, I remember I remember you being active. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I, actually my cousin messaged me and he goes, you know, I don't turn on Facebook except for maybe once a week and I turn it on and then I just see a bunch of your comments blowing up SCCA groups with sarcastic comments. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's cause it's the only place I feel safe to be, you know, um, sarcastic like that. Cause I can't really do it to, uh, my customers. <laughs> a, a member of, uh, like a prominent person in national office definitely has not remarked to me about your comments. Definitely has never happened. Never. <laughs> I mean, it's never uh, happened, and I'm definitely not crossing my fingers right now. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the 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 future GLTC build. What else will this be used for? What are you gonna do with this car? Um. So yeah, like we're we're gonna build this car. I mean, it's kind of a GLTC car as an NA car, and then. Uh, we're developing a, a, a K rural drive, you know, package. So oh, like cool. a K, you know, S2000, a K FRS, K Miata, you know, K, well, now you got those K Miata, the K power guys are even showed an NC on their page. So yeah, I don't got think that's much of a secret. E30, they've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. E30, right, right. So like any of these cars that you do, like, how K's fit in there all the same, but have similar locations. So that was kind of our thing. It was like, well, let's build some stuff for that. So we're building a a K roll drive kit. That's where we're going to plug in there. Um, For like a turbo uh, setup? Supercharger. Supercharger. Because we still, we do, we do supercharger, um, you know, kits still for the FRS BRZ and stuff like that. Will this be, uh, will this be a Rotrex kit? Yeah, so we'll use a Rotrex, um, plugs right in. Uh, we've been working on it for a while, so we'll use that as a development tool cool. for that. Um, so we'll basically, when GLTC is not here, we'll run it in, you know, unlimited, you know, uh, time attack kind of stuff or whatever, you know, right. stuff like that. So, um, and then we want to run it as an NA car, uh, endurance racing. You know, that was what I, I got oh, yeah, excited yeah. for super super grid and and um we could kind of use it in both type of thing yeah i'm still uh, trying i'm still trying with super grid i, I know i have not found my audience yet but we're trying well they're all trying to figure out the endurance thing is a funny one right now i think there's there's a lot of choices and i think there's too the, many it's fun yeah the big the big organizations i think are trying to cater too much to like the champ car guy. Yeah. The champ car uh, or Cayman guy, depending on which org you are. 
it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. But and they're trying to do it, and I'm like, uh, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, yeah, you, know, I, you can I, do it a I, different way. I had hoped we'd find more B spec and spec Miata success, um, but I also think that we've only really given it one shot. Um, so I, I think it needs like a whole season of promotion before we do an event versus like a few months here and there. Um, cause I, I really don't think like, like that market, like they, they're, they have too many options. They have too many choices. So it, there's so yeah, many enduros and, now. Yeah. You, you guys have tons on the East coast on the West. We actually only have the work series. And, and you've also got um, like lucky dog up, up North and that's a, Lucky Dog's big in the Pacific Northwest. Right. It's big. Yeah. Uh, like but half, it, half a dozen big events. Yeah. yeah. They even have their own championship in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Uh, That's where they started. Yeah, and, uh, you know, SCCA is going out and giving licenses to people in Lucky Dog up in the Pacific Northwest. Yep. Yeah. The Atlanta region they, has been doing that with uh, Enduro stuff for about a decade, actually. Yeah. yeah so they go up and... And they're trying to get, there's actually two guys that came over from Lucky Dog that were at the Super Tour event up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, so, the SCCA for like 15 years, I think, has had what they call the alternative licensing path. And mm-hmm. um, many regions chose not to use it, but several have. Mm-hmm. And, and basically it's like you get two members to vouch for you, or at least when I did it. I, this is how I did my license like 2012. Um, you get two members in good standing to vouch for you that they have ran wheel to wheel with you in a different series uh-huh. and they write like a paragraph and then the person does a phone interview with you and you get a license. So, um, that's yeah. kind of how I got my license. It's not the worst idea, you know, like I, yeah. In, in 2006, I went and got, I did my school at the now defunct Phoenix international raceway road course. Oh yeah. And yeah. I did that school and I started my novice permit and then I didn't finish it. And then I went off and did time attacks and other things. I went and raced other things. I, I did the 25 hour, right? Like I'm doing, I'm doing other things. And then it was like, Oh yeah. Didn't finish uh, it. Can I get my SCCA license back? And they did that basically. They were like, okay. And, I had to call a guy and talk to him and, oh, okay, yeah, we'll sign you off. Yeah, and, and, and realistically, like, especially with a national level org, you almost have to have some flexibility still in the amateur world because there's not that many comp schools. You just, like, you can't go to comp schools. And the comp schools, the comp schools are not... They're, ba- they're a giant barrier to entry regardless of, like, there's very few of them that are affordable and and, like, at a decent time of year. Like it's just hard. Yeah, I mean, there's people getting their comp licenses out of the AMG school, right? The, the Mercedes AMG school, you can get an SCCA comp license out of it. Right. And um, they're not doing – a friend of mine did it. And uh, literally a friend of mine got his comp license out of the AMG school because he's like, hey, I want to drive your one of your race cars. So after I win the runoffs in the red um, FRS mm-hmm. – I, that's 2017. He's like, Hey, can I drive it? And I'm like, Hey, I actually don't have to drive to qualify. So yeah, you can drive it at the local race. So we went out to California Speedway and he signed up, you know, this is, he's got a full national license and he's never turned a race lap. Oh, no. right. And he's in my T4 car. Like that's how it works. Okay. 
And he done that. And, and don't get me wrong. My buddy's a, a decent driver. Uh, you know, we do karting and stuff like that, but he'd never done like full size car, wheel to wheel, like real wheel to wheel. And I was like, well, what'd they do? I start, you know, kind of coaching. And I'm like, so what did they do for you at the AMG school? Like how many starts did you do? And he goes, oh, we did like three or four. And I'm like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember at my SCCA school, I think that's all we did for like two hours is like, do, do race starts. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you did a race start and then you did a formation again and then you did a race start. And then you did a formation and you did a race start. And then they threw a random red flag and they threw a random black flag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you went to like one of the, that. one of the very few real schools. <laughs> I went to a very serious SECA Arizona school, right? Yeah. Like they were, they were uh, pretty serious about like we had to, you know, follow the work. That was another thing I think that is lost now is that we had to follow at the school a worker around at the regional. Right. So then we had to work one of the um, volunteer areas. Oh, wow. Right. Interesting. So I worked with tech. Right. Um, other people did flags. Like they didn't actually like do the flagging, but they were having to go out and like help support it. So they understood what it took. Right? That a, that's a great um, idea. That's a great idea. I think it's great. Yeah, and that's why sure. I'm, I'm always thankful for, you know, all the volunteers and SCCA stuff. Right. Like yeah. they're, they're out there. Because they want to have fun. It, so it is actually I, hard to believe you can get that many volunteers nowadays. It's crazy. It's crazy. Although I, I know they I've seen the, their but, parties. Yeah. I've seen their parties in Mid Ohio, man. Now I know the runoffs. That's a good party at Mid Ohio. I was I was told from somebody. Yeah, I don't recommend you go over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real party. There's a there's some stuff that goes down over there in the in the trees that you just you Dude, just let it, that happen. Even at even at like regionals and majors at Mid Ohio, like they have a permanent campground there. Like they <laughs> and and it's it's just like they have it's like a whole different world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet, dude. Uh, I I uh, but yeah, like so. I when I did that school, um, you know, we learned that stuff and. That's where I think they struggle with these other schools. And, and I mean, as a coach, it helps. I guess it helps because these people come out of these driving schools and get their licenses. And then they find out, ooh, I got some work to do. Right. You know, like I got to figure out some stuff. So like my buddy, and this is, a, but then here's the other thing. A great example. My buddy did it. He did the race start. California Speedway is notoriously a scary start because everyone's like, 130 mile an hour across the banking and then they slam on the brakes just imagine like it's a it's like um daytona but instead of turning in for turn one road course at daytona just imagine you just drive all the way down around to the bus stop oh yeah like like that and then the first corner that you really break for is like the bus stop yeah (laughs) that's how it is (laughs) and it's also at 45 mile an hour like it's a tight bus stop yeah uh not the daytona bus stop the daytona bus stop no no so yeah, like he he went out and did it, and he came in, and his eyes were like, "That was not what he, like, not what he was expecting." <laughs> and he's like, "Because he qualified okay, and then he just went backwards at the start, like in the chaos." And he goes, "Yeah, I, I don't want to do that." Yeah, <laughs> and like, a bit much. He's like, "I I just want to do track days, like, and just mess around with my friends on track days." And I'm like, "Ah, there's an example of what." 
you know, some of these racing organizations are not able to harness right yeah. there. You know, I, like, I can see his point too. Like it ain't for everybody. Yeah. My, my wife said that my wife always thought she wanted to go, you know, race cars. And then she went, she went to runoffs. She I mean, she went to races with me, but like, when she went to runoffs and saw what it takes at runoffs, like to be at the sharp end, like, like what you have to do and stuff and yeah. what guys I'm helping with. And she just went, Hmm, it's hard. I like driving cars fast, you know, <laughs> but she's like, but I don't know if I want to like outbreak people and like risk car damage. And, and, yeah. and look at like, data that much. And like, play with camber that much and like all the things to get the last 10th out of it yeah yeah she just went i I have fun driving cars fast so i'll just stick to doing that like and and she she has a blast doing that like the racing is not like necessarily her thing And, and i think it's the the competition side is not necessarily her thing either like she wants to go out and have fun and that's that's where i mean uh my mom and dad met getting their racing licenses um, SEC license. That's, That's how they met too. Yeah. So, uh, they had the same, because, you know, they would do two people to a coach. And so, uh, my dad's coach, well, he had built a car for him and, uh, he's like, Hey, hey pair me up with her. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, yeah. So, and that's how my parents got their, their, you got to meet each other. But, uh, my mom will say to this day, she goes, eh, she raced regionals, right? She had fun. And she goes, honestly, she would have been a track day person if track days existed in the 80s. Yeah, like, they just didn't exist. They just didn't exist. The only way to go fast on track was you had to put a cage in a car and you committed to racing. Or you had but to, or you had to she, rent the track yourself, one or the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's like, so her family raced. And she says to this day, she's like, I would have just loved track days. Those seem like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. keep joking. I got to go do it maybe when i test the uh during the week at bunwell sometime the uh race car that we're building for gltc i'll have to uh bring out a street car and go okay mom there you go yep gotta get out there for mom or bring or bring bring mom to laguna she can run on sunday with us there's two beginner spots left and that's it so i wonder if she i don't think she's ever ran laguna i think she only ran riverside and big willow man big willow one of my favorite tracks holy cow that place is dude it's, Big Willow is it's rowdy, dude. <laughs> I love Big Willow. I, yeah, that, that was why literally do, like why is California California's afraid of Big Willow? Like we never have been able to sell Big Willow spots. <laughs> I know, I know, dude. It, it's the, so cool. The, the track is so cool. I mean, hey, it's on iRacing now. Everyone oh, can experience yeah. Big Willow now. Yeah, yeah it, it just got joined though, this season, and it's funny to take cars on there that are so not supposed to be at Big Willow. Like I took one of the new GTP uh Cadillacs mm-hmm. on there. Just I'm like, I want to know how fast it'll go. Yeah. And dude, it is so dumb around that track. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so dangerous. It can never happen. This yeah. can never happen. If it launched <laughs> off of like turn eight, you'd just like hit the you hit the wall off to the left like a thousand feet out. You know? Just Yeah. Well, like I touched I, I went two off on the exit of nine and I like spun all the way up to turn one. 
<laughs> like yeah, I was just I spinning that. all the way up. The, I was just like, oh my god! Yeah, place, but uh, it was like 150 is, mile an hour. The place is so nine. old school. I, I I really adore that track. It's a great track. I I mean I I grew up going to it. That's when I tell stories about learning how to drive race cars. It's from my dad taking me on track at Motor Press Guild days. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They they let him on track with me. And I was, uh, you know, 10, 11 years old and he's like, and we're in our supercharged civics, you know, in the nineties or whatever like that. And he's just like, okay, when we get to, you know, you get to one, you break, you turn in, you do all this. And then coming down, my, my favorite one I always say is like coming down off of the Omega off the mm-hmm. top of the hill, yeah. there's a curb on the right hand side, right before you turn into five, yeah. like into the bottom. And he always says, don't hit that right side curb. <laughs> don't do it because if you cl- if you clip that right side curb, the car is going to go up in the air to the right, and the track goes to the left, and you're off in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Do not clip that curb. Okay, okay, I won't clip the curb. And I'm thinking to myself, I got like five years before I'm ever going to be on the track, right? There's a motor press guild guy and like a supercharged Pontiac behind us, and he's trying to chase us down in the Civic. And I'll never forget we come to that spot. Uh, I'm sorry. He was in front of us and we're watching him in front of us. And he's, he sees my dad chase him down in a supercharged civic in this Pontiac and this Pontiac's in front of us. And that dude clips that right side curb awesome. car goes airborne and then slides right off the track on the yep. outside. Yeah. And, and my dad turns into five and he just goes, see, that's what I told you. Don't yep. do that. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of big rocks out there too. He might've damaged that car. <laughs> oh, well, and I didn't know, you know, as a kid, I found this out, like motor press guild days, those guys always uh, totaled the uh, Vipers. They always totaled the Vipers every year. Oh, I can see that. And and they would say at the beginning of the, the, the driver's meeting, it was the classic, all right, when you guys drive the Viper, please do not crash it. We want Chrysler to still come out here. Like, please do not do that. Because they wrecked something. And I, they always wrecked exiting three. Um, going up oh, three, yeah. you know, they that. go up the hill. Yeah. They they lose the back end and then they hit the wall on the left side. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's so a cool they, track. That's a really cool track. Probably a hard track. Yeah. in like a, can you imagine like in in the sixties racing like a Cobra on nineteen sixties Goodyear tires back in the day, like a four twenty seven. Oh, I know. I mean, it's gotta yeah, be, be gotta be like a Viper on steroids back then, with no grip. Yeah, like. And the same, yeah. and like the same pavement as today. Uh, yeah, the pavement. Oh my god! The place I think is... the last time they they slurry coated it. Like, if you look it up on YouTube, it's when Tom Cruise drove a Red Bull F1 car there. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yes, he drove a Red Bull F1 car there, and they filmed it. Yeah. And they slurry coated it for the video shoot. The track looks amazing. Yeah in this video shoot with this F1 car on it. But that slurry coat disappeared very, very quickly. Yeah. And it's got potholes. It's pretty, it's pretty sketchy right now. Like SCCA is actually like boycotting them right now. I think yeah. uh, Cal club, they're, yeah. they're not going there. It it really needs like a grind and it needs a grind and melt and, and repave. Like it doesn't need a full tear up. It just needs to be ground up, melted and laid back down. Yeah, I I love that track though, man. It's it's like I said, it, I have early memories. I think of you know things my dad told me, and okay. and I think about like my dad road racing there. My dad road raced motorcycles there. Like 
street bikes. So that's a like wild eight. place to race street bikes. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've had uh, I've had big offs. I've been off in eight. I I hit a fox one time in turn eight, oh, and uh, okay. in a, in a street S two thousand, I hit a, a fox, and it just sent me right off the track like instantly. It was like I it was like I hit a pothole. What about like, the fox though? <laughs> well, that fox. You know what? That fox. Um, Probably had a similar situation to me at the motocross track. Yeah, you know? Probably uh, not good. Probably, probably not a good day. Oh, but a bad yeah, day. I, his feet were tingling, dude. Yeah, feet were tingling. Shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's a great track, man. I, I really do love it, and that's what. Whenever SCCA goes there and stuff like that, I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to go there. Super good. The first time I ever drove there was in a Spec Miata. Um, a friend of ours had the Spec Miata when I was eighteen when I'd go there and he would get like RE1s off of uh, Craigslist. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. And he'd get RE1s that were done. They were so done. Like barely they see the cut. Yeah. Well, you could see cord on the shoulder, but he's like, ah, it has enough camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's my kind of guy, dude. That's how I did it for 10 yeah, years. Dude. So that's how I learned to drive the, that track was in a spec Miata with, you know, bald tires, which is the best. R A ones were good yeah, until so, they until they until the air leaked out. They were like pretty okay though. So, yes, yeah. they were, and they really were. And they, you, we would joke that he'd get them. He's like, "Oh, these will be good for a session." I changed tires at a track day, at like a track day where you only go out five times, maybe. Yeah, we were changing tires so often. Didn't you? Didn't <laughs> it was like, wasn't wasn't that a wasn't that jo, that tire Joe Jordan's tire? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it was Joe like, he, brought, he brought like the first hot street tire to market with Toyo. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He told uh, me that at Mid Ohio, like the first time I met him, uh, he was, we were talking about tires. And he's like, oh, the RA1, I, I was the one who muscled that through with Toyo. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. I love Joe. Joe, you know, uh, full circle on the conversation. Joe actually was at the track the day I got hurt, too. Really? Uh, dude, that dude is everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. He well, the track's near his house, and he knew I was going down there every weekend. And he's like, "Hey, text me next time you go." So I was like, yeah, all right, "We're down here." So he came out, and uh, he was hanging out, and yeah, he he, uh, I think he left like right before I got hurt. Like, he was just like, "Oh, okay, I gotta go." Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I miss Joe. He's a good dude. He's such a good dude. Well, we uh, I think we did a podcast. We should probably do one more before we go to uh, Laguna. So. Dude, um, where, we should. Where do people, I, I like uh, that idea. Where do people find out about uh, Jackson Racing and all the Eagle Talon, Honda Talon, Chrysler, Talon. Chrysler Talon, whatever Talons you're working on? <laughs> uh, when it, like every time you'd say Talon, like I know you're talking about a side by side, and I would just picture you're like DSMs, uh, bro. Yeah, I would just picture a DSM. <laughs> oh man, you know what's funny is that they pop up on the hashtags. Like when you like hashtag Talon, right? And hashtag then you're like, going through it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see like an Eagle Talon and yeah. you're like, dude, okay. They're such a, they're uh, so rare nowadays. Talons. Like you, I think I've seen one. Eagle, you don't see him. No. Yeah. One no, DSM you, Talon in the past five years. Yeah. You really don't see him, especially in SoCal. We don't see him. Yeah. I, I think those guys would struggle to get them to pass a mission. And, and they like, all, they all run it out by us. So. Yeah, they're all they're all designed around uh, no cats out here. The guys were finally like, I can't get this through smog wow. anymore. And they just that's a, that's a track sold it up. 
track only ride nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But uh no, you can you can check us out on uh jacksonracing.com. Uh you can check our social medias, uh, all of it if you search Jackson Racing, uh, Instagram, all that. Uh my personal ones, Oscar Jackson Jr., Oscar Jackson Jr. Uh you can on Instagram and stuff. I post F1 memes, I think in my Instagram story is the most I do. Well, I I don't post at all, so <laughs> Better than me. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just text you and bug you about gridlike things. Yeah. Just to annoy you. And we're finally bringing one to you, or almost seven, I, seven hours away. I, you're still complaining. So. I'm not complaining. Well, the biggest problem I have at this point is that our race trailer got stolen in January, oh, and now I got to figure out. That's actually my biggest worry: is how December actually how. Do I get my race car after it's built there? Well, <laughs> like, uh, the race car part's the easy part at this point. They, they rent race trailers. You can go to Tolos. Just <laughs> rent one on Tolos, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys you guys talked about that a few, that's well, right. uh, maybe, maybe a few months a, ago. Hopefully, they have a California presence because that's our biggest audience. So. I hope so. I got to look around. I, I think yeah. I saw right after you guys first announced it, it was pretty new. And I think there's only like three or four trailers. But maybe there's more now. Yeah, it it was like brand new then, so hopefully it's built now. We'll see where it goes. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm. Uh, it's getting late here, and uh, I'm probably gonna hit the hey. I appreciate your time, buddy. Hey, no problem. All right, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits of Grid Life to say hello. Hello.